The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Um, I have a special show for you today. I'm going, I have two special guests. And we are going to be talking about a very special organization that does incredible work. But more than this organization that I'm sure many of you, if you've heard of it, you don't really know the, the extent of everything that it's doing and, and its current projects. Um, but even if you, regardless of, of um, whether you've heard of it or not or know about it in detail, uh, the, the, what you do need to know about is how important it is for everyone to pick a charity, a cause that you feel passionate about and devote uh, as much of your time and attention and resources as you can, not just for the benefit of whatever charity and, and cause that is, but also for your own benefits. You know, as a psychiatrist, um, I am often talking about how and recommending to my patients how they need to pick something that is near and dear to them to, to volunteer for because, um, because it just changes. It just changes how you are. If you're feeling depressed, um, for example, and you see people that you're, uh, who, who benefit from the cause that you're volunteering for, you realize how really you need to count your blessings and how much, um, you know, how you don't appreciate everything that you have. And when you see people who are benefiting from the volunteering that you do, you realize, um, you know, that, that there are people who are in less fortunate situations and who, can need your, who need your help. Also, it's great for increased self-esteem because, again, whatever it is that you can do, and everybody has something that they can do for an organization, um, it's not just a matter of donating money. I mean, of course, that's great, but it's also a matter of um, doing things that um, enhance the – whatever it is that your strengths are, whatever it is that, you, that is unique about you that you can contribute. And so – um, so today we're going to be talking about American Friends of Magan David Adom, which is an organization that provides emergency medical response, including disaster, ambulance, and blood services, to Israel's 7.8 million people every year. Now, it's not just for the Jewish people in Israel. It is for everyone. And it even goes beyond um, Israel's borders at times. And my guests will tell you about all of these, um, all of these different projects that um, that AFMDA does. But um, but it's also you know it, it's 
it's it's an incredibly expanding, necessary, vital. You know, we hear in the news every day there's something. So the, the Middle East lives, well, particularly Israel lives under the under threat every day and has done pretty much since its inception. And um, today, of course, even worse than ever. And so, an organization like this is vital. And I will talk about um, why I have joined the board of the L.A. Um, chapter of this organization. But first, I want you to hear from my guests because they um, are involved in a much bigger way than I am. And, um, and so uh, to, to understand why that is, um, I think, would be very, very uh, inspiring. So why don't we start with Arnold Gerson, who is the Chief Executive Officer of American Friends of Magan David Adom. Um, he is uh, his, the office of the national office is in New York. And before uh, joining AFMDA, he was the Executive Vice President of AMIT, which is an organization that oversees more than 70 schools in Israel, and he can tell us a little bit about that. And he, before that, um, you know, starting, starting from a younger age, uh, he received a bachelor's degree in psychology, English, and Jewish studies from the Natal University in South Africa, and then went for a master's in social and industrial psychology at Bar Ilan University in Israel, and then a post-master's program at Columbia University's Institute for Not-for-Profit Management. So, Arnold, you were <laughs> destined for this spot um, since a very early age. So take us back even before going to um, university, if, if indeed um, you can, I'm sure you can see the roots from before. Where, where did all of this start from? How can people, I mean, you, you have devoted your life to this, and I think um, it's something that people need to, need to understand because, because more people need to be involved at least at whatever level they can. So you've jumped in with all, all feet and hands and everything else, and where did that come from? Well, first of all, you know, thank you for, uh, for having us, Carol. We really appreciate it. Um, and uh, you know, to really answer your question um, directly, so most people hear from my accent that I'm not a native New Yorker. I do not come from Brooklyn. Um, I come from South Africa. Um, and I remember as a young boy in South Africa, um, I had an aunt who at that point did collecting for Magen David Adom in South Africa. Huh. And I still have a very strong recollection of her having a tzedakah box, a charity box, with the pictures of, of um, those who have been wounded um, on the outside of the box. And I still remember the red Star of David that was on the box. And I remember that was her passion. Um, and, you know, when I went to Israel, I lived in Israel, um, and I studied there, you saw the ambulances from Magen David Adom everywhere. And the interesting thing was that when I was in Israel, you kind of take for granted. You know, uh, someone needs an ambulance, the ambulance is rushing by. You don't really think about where that ambulance comes from. Um, and uh, unfortunately, once I came to the States um, and... Um, was working here in this field. I've devoted my life to helping Israel. Um, I have a sister who lives in Israel, in the center of Israel, um, and her daughter, who was in the army at the time, um, was injured very badly um, through a terrorist attack um, from a, a, a Palestinian ambulance driver, a Palestinian bus driver, 
who drove into a group of soldiers on the side of the road. Hmm. And it was in, he drove into them intentionally, intentionally to, to kill them, and uh, seven soldiers died on that day. Um, and my niece and two other young girls who were also in the army um, were critically injured. And my niece's life was saved because of the work of Magen de Dom. Um, in two ways. Number one, the ambulance arrived and made the determination that she needed to get to the hospital first. Um, they had severed an artery in her leg, wow. and she was bleeding out. And they got her to the hospital um, and started working on her. Unfortunately, she, they discovered at that time, they didn't know before, that she had a gene which did not allow her blood to clot. Mm. Um, and so we go into the second component of what Magen David Adom does, there's the emergency response, which you mentioned, which is our ambulance service. And the second component is blood services. We supply 97% of Israel's blood. Um, and when they realized that she was bleeding out, they got additional blood. They ran a blood drive specifically for her to make sure she had enough blood. Um, and while it was very traumatic, um, thank God she survived. They thought that she wouldn't. They thought she would never walk again. They thought she wouldn't be able to conceive. And mm. I'm pleased to let you know that she walks. She has two children. Mm. She's married and she lives in Ashkelon. And so, you know, that's my very personal story. And when Magen Adom approached me to come over and take the helm uh, to help them at a time that they were going through struggles of growth, um, for me, there wasn't even a question. Mm. There was an organization that I felt passionately about because I'd seen through very personal experience how they save lives. Um, and so there was no question. And uh, I've been here almost three years, and um, we're very excited about the growth and very excited about um, um, having a Fred and Dina Leeds involved with us to help take us to the next level. Well, you know, I got chills listening to that story. <laughs> That's... Um that is really amazing, and 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 when you were asked to uh, be the CEO of uh, American Friends, um, did they know? Did anyone know at that point about your niece, or was that no. sort of the universe bringing this? Yeah, to you? no, that was the universe bringing us together. When they when they approached me, they approached me because I, I had done um, work in this field for many years, and. Uh, had had a very strong fundraising track record and uh, had managed large operations. And they approached me because they felt that they needed someone who had that kind of expertise. Um, and I still remember um, sitting in, um, in, a, in a group um, talking to members of the board um, when they asked, so why would you want to come over here? Huh. And that was the first time I actually spoke to them about what had transpired um, and why this seemed to make so, so much sense for me that it was really the universe bringing us together at a time when Magen David Adom needed the assistance and direction that uh, I was hoping that I could bring to the table. Wow. Um, you know, also, the story also um, highlights how important it is, you know, what I was saying at the beginning, how um, you were you were saying that your aunt, you remember your aunt when you were a young boy first uh, having the Sadaka box, the charity box uh, for Magan David Adom um, and, and that leaving an impression on you. It's so important for parents and relatives to, um, to show by example how they are uh, concerned with 
charities and volunteer work and so on, um, you know, giving, tithing um, at the very least themselves, giving uh, 10% again at the least, whatever you can afford, but they're, the idea of having tithes and, and uh, giving some percentage of what everybody makes, you know, everyone has the, the ability, no matter how poor we are or how, how scared we are nowadays of not having enough, um, really, the idea of sharing uh, is something that children need to learn from the very youngest of ages. Absolutely. And, and you know, I'll tell you something. I'm a big believer that uh, children learn from seeing and not from hearing. Yeah. You know, so to talk to children about it is one thing, but when they actually see you involved in the activity, it leaves a, a very different type of impression. And I still remember my oldest daughter, who's now married with, her first, uh, with our first grandchild, I still remember her when I was sitting at our dining room table when I was doing volunteer work for another organization. Um, and it was an organization, it was a school, and it was a school that dealt with uh, Russian immigrants um, who had nothing. And we did a fundraising project in our community. Um, and I remember sitting at the dining room table um, doing work on it. And she came by and she said to me, you know, you know what are you doing? So I explained to her about how these kids had nothing. Um, and look how much you have. And so she saw me. I was like, yeah, I'm kind of yes. collecting the checks. And, yes. and she went to her bedroom, and she came down with $18 yes. that she had collected and said, here, take this to help. Yes. That's perfect place to take a break because from the show right now because uh, my next guest, uh, Dina Leeds, uh, also has a similar kind of story in regard to her uh, son, and uh, we'll be hearing also about how she got involved with this organization. And then, of course, we'll be hearing more about American Friends of Magan David Adom. Uh, you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, so stay tuned. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about the organization 
uh, American friends of Magan David Adom, um, and um, about how important it is for you personally to find your own cause that you feel um, passionate about. We've heard from Arnold Gerson, who is the chief executive officer of the organization. And um, now we'll hear from Dina Leeds, who um, is on the Los Angeles board and the national board of the organization, and who is being honored um, at a at the Los Angeles inaugural gala um, coming up on October sixth. Now, when I originally planned this show today, <laughs> um, part of it, besides introducing you all to this organization, um, part of it was also to try to uh, let you know about this gala. Um, so that you can still get tickets for it. But um, <laughs> I have just found out today that all 1,000, 1,000 tickets have been sold to the gala. Um, it's essentially sold out, although we will give you the information at the end, both for AFMDA and for the gala. There, you know, just there may be a waiting list, or there is um, for young professionals, and I'll let Dina tell you about that, um, there is an after party. That you that there are still tickets available for, but this is going to this um, this gala is honoring Dina and her husband Fred, and um, just to give you a, a sense of what this organization does, um, there is going to be at, at the at the gala there's going to be Neil Sadaka and Jackie Mason and Paula Abdul and Mona Golabek, and the guest speaker is going to be um, the Professor, who is the director of the MDA Blood Services in Israel, uh, I've heard her speak al- already. Professor Elat Shinar, and it's she's a physician, and she's a- amazing. Um, and we'll hear more about the blood services. But first, Dina, I want to, um, I want you to. T- Dina is the owner of a medical equipment company, which was the number one distributor on the West Coast of their product line, which includes pneumatic a pneumatic compression system that helps people who suffer from lymphedema after cancer treatments. And maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that. I mean, that sounds, um, that sounds really important and, and like a big breakthrough. Um, but I wanted the, the reason why Dina and her husband are being honored is because at this gala is because she has um, similarly... Um, devoted her life uh, to the organization, devoted hours of her time. I don't know how you are. I don't know how you're the, well, maybe you're the owner of this medical equipment company, but you probably don't do anything for it because 24-7 you're working for the AFMDA. But, um, but uh, you know, she really has, has worked very hard and has a story similar to Arnold Gerson in the sense that um, not only has she um, led by example, and devoted herself uh, to the cause, but also she has had an impact on her children that have sent them down the same path. So, Dina, welcome to the show, and tell us, tell us how you got involved to begin with. So, Dr. Carroll, first I wanted to say that we're all big fans of yours, and we're honored to be sitting on your couch today. <laughs> well, thank uh, you. I had, <laughs> I had no idea that Arnold also held the degrees that he did in psychology, so I now have two professionals working <laughs> on my psyche, so I'll do my best to get through. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, yes, we did own a medical equipment company um, that actually, you know, I, I have a number of, of kids, thank God, and I, we, we sold that uh, 
while ago and moved on to my my husband's business, which is real estate in Los Angeles. We do affordable housing. But, but yes, serving the the community and their medical needs was very, very important. We worked with a number of um, geriatric patients. We worked with um, with patients who suffered from from cancer and you know, other things. And it was really a privilege to be able to to serve and to know that your actual business was doing something good for the community. Mm-hmm. You know, it reminds me of a passage. And you know, whatever your religion is or belief system, there's always wisdom to be found in all religions and in ours. You know, one of the things that we ask for is that God graces us with the ability to earn an income, but to do it in in good. Mm-hmm. And if you can if you can earn your income with pride, that's really been a gift. And so, yes, I'm grateful that I was able to feel good about what I was doing, and that was able to carry us and our family. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, one of the reasons why I got involved with um, American Friends of Magen Davida Dome, very similar to Arnold, I just always took it for granted that it was an agency of Israel. It's, it's one of the largest agencies. I mean, there's there's that and... You know, um, you know, one other main agency, not not for medical, but when we talk about the major infrastructure of the state of Israel, Magen David Dome is one of the two. You know, and in that, uh, you just assume that it was a governmental agency and that it was taken care of in that regard. And and I learned later on that it really wasn't. That every life saved in Israel had to do with a a generous donor somewhere that either contributed an ambulance or, you know, or monies for the, the, the shelters of the ambulances or the blood center. So we really realized that the responsibility was very much upon us. Um, beyond that, we also realized what an unbelievable organization Magen Davida Dome is. You know, they, they struggled some years ago to, to earn the right to be a part of the International Red Cross. And, and one would think for a moment, um, you know, why bother? You've, you've got your own problems. You've got your own to deal with. I mean, you're on a shoestring budget. Why, why would you bother to, to want to be, become a part of an international agency mm-hmm. that services the world at large? You know, and again, going back to the wisdom of our faith, you know, it reminds me of a passage where I learned that, um, that a mother cow yearns to nurse her babies her calf even more than the calf desires to be nursed. Mm. And that very, very much reminds me of Israel. You know, one thing they have, while they're not rich on any, national, uh, any natural resources, you know, they're, they're very rich with, with ability, with desire, and a conscience to help the world. And it's true, while they've had a, a limited, a very, very limited budget, and one that would barely afford and doesn't really afford to service its own needs, it yearned to help the world with any of its innovations, and that's what it does. You know, at every major disaster, whether it was in Haiti or whether it was in Japan or disasters around the world, uh, Israel is one of the first on the scene. I mean, unfortunately, it doesn't get very much coverage, so one doesn't know about it, mm-hmm. but, but the locals there always know know about it and and rush off to the Israeli tents in order to be um 
to be serviced, you know, in order to be, um, you know, triage and, and, and helped. And, and Israel really provides incredible medical relief. It goes to a degree which would almost be unheard of. You know, you have, um, you have the catastrophes that are going on in Syria. And Syria, you know, of course, pledges itself as an enemy to Israel, yet you have all these refugees who are running over the border and going into Israel, um, and Israel in large numbers are, are treating Syrian refugees. Now, these are stories that are not often told, but, yes. but, the, but the beauty and the conscience of an Israeli people who truly, truly need to worry about their own ailments are really... Just they've got a social conscience which is humanitarian, and its efforts spread across the world. And we've all benefited and inherited the, um, you, you know, the technology and the beauty and the overflowing grace that Israel has provided. And and how could we not? How could we not help such an unbelievable organization? Okay. Um, yes, and I want to go back to what you were saying about the Red Cross, but first. But but how did you from the when you were little or how did you get involved with Magen David Adom? You know, um, there there was a point that um, that I that I guess I just decided as a human being that I had a lot to be grateful for. I mean, we came to this country as immigrants and almost refugees ourselves. Um, our family comes from Egypt, and and being Jewish, we were thrown out of Egypt. The entire community was thrown out, and we came to America, and you know, we're we're grateful to live um, in a country that invited immigrants and allowed us to to grow and didn't practice any sort of horrible prejudice and just really gave us opportunity based on hard work. Well, in that time, at some point, you know, knowing, you know, there but for the grace of God go I, I realized that, you know, that we've been blessed. Yes, we did work very, very hard, but we were allowed to prosper in a country that allowed us to prosper. Mm -hmm. And with that, I just felt that it was time to give back in a more meaningful way. I mean, certainly at different at different avenues as a youngster, you know, we did whatever we could if it was, you know, visiting the elderly and retirement homes and, you know, various, um, in, in Jewish it's called chesed or chesed projects, which is, um, you know, just projects where you do good community things. It's very much a part of the Jewish faith, tikkun olam or servicing the world or embettering the communities around you. So, you know, we've always been in, uh, a part in one form or another, but as I got older and really realizing the blessing in, in my life and the gratitude that I felt, I started becoming more actively involved in, in giving in, mean, in a more meaningful way. And when you open up your home to, you know, any charitable group, you know, uh, it's an amazing thing, this breed of... Um, people who do charity work, they generally don't do one, they do many, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and it's really a very spectacular group of people, kind of similar to what you said in your very, in your, in your opening, that, that really psychologically, in your psyche, it's so, so great to join charitable works for so many reasons, but one of them is that the people that are involved in charities are genuinely good people, and so all of a sudden you've You've, you know, you've encircled your lives, your lives with just great people. You've met some amazing human beings. 
Well, you know, in doing those functions and affairs, I met one woman who had been, you know, a part of um, American Friends of Magen Davida Dome since its inception probably about 30 years ago here. Her name was Gabby Bashner. She was a Holocaust survivor, and she asked me if I would do an event for, for them. Anyway, it sounded like a perfectly good organization. It seems kind of like a no-brainer to help, you know, to help ambulance rescue and blood donations. I mean, that that's a pretty obvious thing to need mm-hmm. want to help. And it was from there that really I learned about all the various attributes of Magen Davida Dome until it became, you know, one of the top agencies that that we support. It mm-hmm. really is critical. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and that's a really good point that um, it's true. You know, there are so many people out there that, I mean, I hear people talking about how they have too many toxic people in their lives, and it is true that by um, belonging to and working for a charity, um, you you can be more certain of having good people uh, surrounding you. We need to take another break. When we come back, um, my guests will talk to you more in depth about what the organization actually does, and it's some amazing, amazing things. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Tune into Around the World in a Glass, presented by Sportsman's. We're a show all about wine, spirits, and other beverages. Your host, Kimber Stonehouse, is a professional expert and wine enthusiast. Each week, we'll focus on a different region of the world, discuss wines and other beverages, talk about some of the top restaurants in the region, and what to pair with which wine. Just listening could make you almost an expert. Around the World in a Glass is heard live every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guests are Arnold Gerson, the CEO of American Friends of Magen David Adom, 
and Dina Leeds, who is on the national, uh, the Los Angeles board and the national board of this organization. Both of them um, providing inspiring stories of how they got involved. And Dina, I wanted you to add a, a um, story about your son, who um, is is also an inspiration, and, and I'm sure he inspired. Well, he was an inspiration to everyone, but I'm sure he inspired. Um, lots of kids who were kind of in the same, coming up to the same milestone that he was. So tell us about it. You know, thank you. What's really neat about it is that at at the end of it all, when you take a look at it as a whole picture, yes, it's true. Something really, really incredible happened. But and and the thought of it can be very intimidating. How do I take on a project? You know, that that really ended up being as as big as it wound up being. But truly, it was something that that happened in baby steps. And why I say that is to encourage people to just begin a path of doing something, and you would be amazed at what comes out of it. It's just really taking that first step. And for Robert, it was really as simple of an idea as, you know, instead of just benefiting himself at his bar mitzvah and getting presents or Game Boys or video games or, you know, things that, that, that just don't have a value beyond a short period of time, you know. He wanted to embark upon a project that really did good. And, of course, you know, once again, Magen Davida Dome is a no-brainer. If you can, you know, if you can save a life... Uh, that's just, there's no comparison to playing a video game. So, um, you know, I I remember him saying at one point when somebody asked him that, um, you know, eventually that he was to be getting emails based on, well, he raised money for an ambulance. Yes, you're being a little um, um, too uh, humble. (laughs) (laughs) Dina's son, instead of, you know, being uh, overwhelmed by all kinds of of presents for his bar mitzvah, you know, when a a Jewish boy becomes 13, becomes a man, there's the the celebration of of, um, the rite of passage of, of having a bar mitzvah, which celebrates all the study that he has done up until that point. And um, and a lot of times, you know, people kind of they go overboard with gifts, or or in it, or they just give money that the that the um, bar mitzvah boy then uses to spend on himself. And instead of doing that, Robert uh, told people, asked people who were going to be guests at his bar mitzvah to um, to donate the money, or he would use the money that was donated to pay for an ambulance. That um, that he would that would be donated through Magen Davida Dome to Israel, and um, and he well you can tell us what he raised and he and the idea of it was um, to send the ambulance to Ashkelon, which was a sister city of Sacramento. So take it from there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Um, he ended up saying on an interview once that um, when he ends up hearing reports back about a life that was saved, um, a a baby that was born, that the reward and the gift in that is really forever, where playing a video game is just something that will hold his interest for a very short period of time. So, you know, at the end of it all, what he did was he came up with an idea, and with that, I guess, opened up a, you know, um, an opening in which people's generosity 
um, was able to pour in. He just he created a category, so to speak, of what a little boy's heart desired, and the community came together and really responded in a big way. And yes, he was able to to accomplish um, raising enough money for an ambulance and even enough money for a second ambulance. This is an incredible, incredible community that made a little heart, a little boy's heart, and his dream come true. Um, with that, the, he opted to, to donate it in honor of the city of Sacramento. Again, we're, we're very proud citizens of the United States and just, again, very grateful Americans. And uh, Sacramento had adopted Oshkelon as its sister city and voted unanimously to do so. And Robert was so touched by that that he thought it best to honor the city of Sacramento and donate one of his ambulances to Oshkelon in their honor. Mm. You know, the the experience ended up being so incredible for him. While, well, yes, okay, he did something very, very nice, but the reward came back tenfold because the growth that you saw that that came onto a young man because of the experiences that he got to have were just incredible and they're lifelong. He will always remember the, you know, the, the experience of being able to donate an ambulance or going to Sacramento or speaking in front of city council and meeting the mayor. That really turned a little boy into a young man. Yes, yes. And, you know, giving is not... People really think that they're sacrificing when they're giving. And... You know, as soon as you start giving, you realize that the gift is yours. You know, we've all been blessed to have the ability to give, and we may all be able to give at different levels, but whatever level you can give at, you'll realize that the reward comes back tenfold, even if it's just in terms of appreciation that the recipient may have gotten. You walk through life feeling like a better person, and yes. that's a gift. Yes, absolutely. And, um, and you know, it doesn't have to be a bar mitzvah. It could be um, any kind of celebration where you're expecting to get gifts of any kind. You can turn that into something where the money is used for something that you really care about and that could provide help for people. Um, absolutely. And, and, you know, the one thing I did want to say is that, yeah. you know, often in the business that I'm in, to pick up on what Dina was saying, you know, people say to me, Arnold, you know, you ask people for money, <laughs> like, like that, you know, that must be very difficult. And mm-hmm. your people probably don't like the fact that you're asking them for money. Um, and I always tell them that, you know, the way I look at it is we're providing people an opportunity to fulfill their philanthropic dreams. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need to bring that to them. You know, sometimes they might have thought about it, and sometimes they might not have. But often when they think about it, it is about something much bigger. It's not you know, about your day-to-day mundane but it's about fulfilling something that's beyond the everyday. Um, and some people have said to me, thank you, Arnold, for allowing me to do that. Thank you for helping me to do that, because it's something that had you not brought it to me, I might not have come to automatically, um, and it makes me a better person knowing that I can help others in a really substantial way. Um, and that's, you know, that's something that I try to share with people, because giving is something that's, beyond the everyday, and yes. people should, should feel good about it. It should be about you know, fulfilling a, a, a need within you to do good. Yes. Well, now tell us about some of the things um, that Magan Davida, of course, the basic, um, the basic donations or the basic um, 
I guess uh, what it does at a basic level is provide uh, ambulances. Is uh, a lot of people donate money or gather together in groups or or donate even to the site, and we'll give all that information out. Um, I mean, obviously, the the basis for all of this um, is ambulances. I mean, the basic structure of, um, is donating an ambulance on one's own, or or going in, or donating money towards an ambulance fund, and so on. So tell us about that, but tell us about, I mean, the, the latest project and why we need it in terms of the blood center. Sure, and I, I, I guess I'll kick off. So just to give you kind of a little more context, and then I'll get right into sure. the, uh, the blood center, because that's obviously the, the, the dream that we have. Um, so I mentioned earlier the two major components are our, our emergency response, which is our ambulance system, um, and the, the most important thing for people to know is that we are not a government agency. You know, people think that Magendi Villa Dormit's ambulance service, surely it's a government agency, and that's where the funding comes from. Um, and people are always surprised when I say we're not a government agency. Um, we don't get, we're not a part of the government funding structure, um, and a significant portion of the funds that go towards running Magendi Villa Dormit Israel come from places like the United States. We are by far the largest outside funder of Magen David Adom. Um, and that's important because you know, all the ambulances that you see in Israel, um, almost like 99% are coming from outside of Israel. Um, they're not being bought in Israel by Magen David Adom. They're being sponsored by people like Dina Sun um, and donors throughout the country who say we see a need and we know that the only way we can do it is by making sure that Israel has an up-to-date fleet. Um, we don't let our ambulances break down. There's a lifespan on ambulances, and so we need to keep replenishing them. Um, and each year, Magen David Adom asks us for more ambulances, and so there's an ongoing challenge. So that's a critical component. Um, but it's not just ambulances when it deals with emergency response. You know, we're talking about, in Israel, about 13,000 volunteers that we train on an ongoing basis, and we fund the training. We make sure that all our paramedics, all our EMS personnel um, are trained with the latest techniques. They need ongoing refresher courses. They're expected to put in a certain number of Hi, hours. Hello? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. To make I don't sure know what, I'm not sure what that was, but go ahead. To, to have a certain number of hours. And so our training it's funded by Magen David Adom um, through American Friends. And so that's kind of a second component. Um, and then the third component is medical supplies. Now, what you don't realize is that every ambulance has to have medical supplies. When they go out to, what, whether it's a terrorist attack, whether it's a car accident, whether it's a woman giving birth, they have to have medical supplies that haven't expired. Um, and so we need to keep replenishing that. And they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars making sure that every ambulance has the supplies that they need. Um, so those are some of the key components when you talk about what your funding goes towards. You know, some of those are basics. I mean, you talk about your medical supplies, whether it's syringes um, or whether it's blood bags. It's not particularly sexy, but it's the basics. It's what keeps the engine running. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of what we make sure we fund. Um, and so when you talk about blood bags, which is one of the things that I mentioned, we shift over to the second major component, which is our blood services center, 
which was built primarily through the funding of American Friends in the late 80s. And it was built at that time to make sure that it could cover all of Israel's needs, state-of-the-art at that time. Um, and at that point, we needed to supply about 170,000 units of blood annually. Um, and today, many years later, the population in Israel has grown. In fact, the saw the program said it was 7.8. We got the latest numbers. It's now over 8 million people in Israel. Mm. So it's grown somewhat dramatically. And we've come to realize that, number one, we are currently producing 300,000 units, and we need to have the capacity to produce at least 500,000 units mm-hmm. um, so that we have growth for the future. But probably more importantly in terms of something that's driving us is during Operation Pillar of Defense, we suddenly realized how vulnerable the center of the country is. And let me stop you right there because we need to take a break. We'll leave it on a cliffhanger. Absolutely. <laughs> That's Arnold Gerson. When we come back, we'll hear more about what AFMDA does. Uh, we'll also hear more from uh, Dina Leeds. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Um, My guests today are... Uh, are wonderful role models for, uh, and, and you can hear that, that it's, they're living their dream, um, by, by doing such good every day, whatever their work and their, and their donated time and all of that is, is, um, to help people and in this, uh, particularly in regard to the organization American Friends of Magan David Adom, which is the only, or, well, I guess not the only, but is the, the part of the um, donor support of the ambulance services and the other services um, that we were just talking about. Uh, again, it's I, it's such a foreign concept for people to get because I didn't I didn't know this either at the beginning. How it's not the government or it's not private services. It's it's all of these ambulances and all of these other medical services, emergency services, and so on. The blood 
uh, bank that you're about to talk about is is all donor based. Uh, it doesn't. It's not the state. It's it's not the government. It's it depends upon us. So. Um, uh, my guests again are uh, Arnold Gerson, the CEO of American Friends of Magan Davida Dome, and, and Dina Leeds, who is on the national and Los Angeles board of the organization and is being honored at the upcoming gala. So, Arnold, why don't you continue with what our, our new dream is? <laughs> so, I guess it's, a, it's just to come back and say that, um, that for us, a key um, factor was during the Operation Pillar of Defense. Um, we did not realize how vulnerable we were because when we built this, our current blood center um, in the center of the country in the 80s, there were no missiles that were coming into the center of the country. Um, it was all on, on, on periphery. So we felt we were safe and well protected. And suddenly um, during pillar of defense, there were missiles directed at Tel Aviv. Um, and we realized how vulnerable we were. Um, and while we moved our equipment and its sensitive equipment um, down into the bomb shelter, um, you couldn't move all of it, and it's not easy to move, and it's very difficult to function in such a, an enclosed environment. Um, and we realized the time had come to build a new blood service center that was protected um, both from chemical warfare as well as um, conventional warfare um, to make sure that um, under no circumstances should Israel ever be without a ongoing supply of blood. Absolutely. And if I can, I if I can interject. Right if you ahead. watch CNN or any of the news stations, you see that the region in general is absolutely on fire. And he's right. You see chemical warfare going on. I mean, even outside of Israel, having nothing to do with Israel, but just the civil wars that are going on, even in Israel's very very close neighbors. Um, unfortunately, they all unite in hatred of Israel. And so, you know, they, they need to protect themselves. It, it's just a very, very hostile region. And, um, we, you know, we found the need to just have a larger facility and to go underground. Um, you know, in addition to needing a larger facility and all of the missiles and what have you, you know, Israel over the last 30 years has been called to do rescues of of Jews from various countries. So it ended up having a migration from Ethiopia, which was not anticipated, and it had a migration from Yemen, um, which was not anticipated, and then there was the Russian migration. So um, the, the population grew beyond what it was projected to grow. Um, but as long as people need to be rescued and brought into Israel because of persecution in these various countries, um, you know, Israel will answer the call. It's, it's one of the reasons why we're all so grateful to have in Israel, because it's a place for Jewish people who are suffering to be brought back to. So with all that, we just realized that, you know, with technology and growth, uh, our needs grow as well in order to serve the population. And, you know, a new blood center is necessary that's protected from everything, from earthquake to missile attacks to, to just simple population growth. And it's, and it's really the reason why we decided uh, to uh, throw this um, gala this year in Los Angeles um, and to focus our efforts on raising funds for a new blood center because the time is now. Um, in fact, when we speak to our colleagues in Israel, they say the time was five years ago mm. um, and we're, we're already late. So we're trying to ramp up and move things along. And this gala provides us with an opportunity to get the word out 
um, and to raise the needed funds. We're talking about a $100 million project, which is a huge amount of money. Um, but we have faith that the American community will come forward and help make sure that Israel has this critical function. It's, it's not like we have multiple blood centers in Israel. There's only one, and we need to make sure it happens. Yeah, we, we not only have faith, we really understand that there's just an absolute necessity for it. There's nothing extravagant that's going on in it. Every dollar that's spent is going towards the absolute need of it. It's just it's going into the construction of making it the type of structure that is as invincible as an invincible structure should be when, when you're carrying an item that's so critical to saving lives. You need blood in every single circumstance. Could you imagine going to any of your favorite hospitals that you may support and it not having blood? That's yeah. what Magendavita Dome is. It is the blood in every circumstance. And for that, I mean, it, it's more precious than diamonds and gold because it is saving lives. So whatever the barriers are that are necessary to build a structure that will protect uh, um, something that saves lives. It just has to be done. Now, I, I want to make sure that, I, that we have time to give out the, the uh, contact information for where people can find out more information in general. So um, if you would like to find out more information about the gala, which is um, Sunday, October 6th at the Beverly Hilton, and I mentioned all the illustrious people who will be there, all the illustrious entertainers, Neil Sedaka, Jackie Mason, Paula Abdul, Mona Golubek, and um, the, the director of the MDA Blood Services, Professor uh, Shinar. And uh, the number to call again, yes, I think it is sold out except for the after party for young professionals, but you can certainly call and see what the status is. You can also get on the uh, mailing list of the Los Angeles chapter, but the number is 323-655-4655, 323-655-4655. And then in general, the website for American Friends of Magen Davida Dome, um, where you can find out more about the gala, but you can find out about the history of the organization and about all the various projects that um, we highlighted, my guests highlighted today. Um, that website is AFMDA, American Friends of Magen Davida Dome, AFMDA.org. And then you can, there's menus and you can, you can uh, spend quite a while on the website looking at all the uh, incredible things that the organization is doing. And I said that I would say why I, um, how I got involved with this organization or why I did, and that is because, as many of my listeners know, um, I've written a book called Coping with Terrorism, Dreams Interrupted, and am passionate about helping people live, um, survive psychologically uh, under the threat of terrorism. And, of course, the um, natural... And, of course, I I'm, have a love for Israel. And so the natural uh, organization for me to want to support would be um, an organization that it deals with ambulances and disaster preparedness and all of that in Israel. It's just the perfect combination. So you need to find your perfect combination and devote yourself with time or money or, or all of the above, um, and you will feel so much better for, um, for doing it. And as my guests have, have demonstrated themselves, again, I'd like to thank Arnold Gerson, the CEO of AFMDA, and Dina Leeds, 
the board member of the National and L.A. Board, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing you both at the gala. It will be an amazing night, and the results of it will not only be us having fun, but um, and surrounded by good people, but um, making this blood center come true. So thank you for joining me, and thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff, and management.